1: i've hit the button
2: great (laughs) my favorite part (laughs) it's all downhill from here Uh,
1: yeah this is it this is the end
2: have you ever gotten a facial no i got one the other day and it was so nice was it
1: nice it was. i don't do things like that i've never i think i've only ever gotten one massage in my life pretty sure
2: mm-hmm.
1: um my boyfriend was like when's the last time you went to the chiropractor and i was like never the who literally <laughs> never and he was like oh no and i was like my spine is just compacted
2: i think it probably is yeah it's just
1: like a. it's rough yeah it's not good um yeah i've never i've never done anything like that
2: you should. I should. It's really nice yeah, to do things like that.
1: I get uh, manicures occasionally.
2: Yeah. I've been trying to keep up with my nails because it just feels nice Yeah, to have my hands look clean. Yeah. Which I'm sure I've mentioned before because I just hate getting the hair dye on my natural nail and then I just have dirty hands. Right. Well, dirty looking hands. Yeah. But the facial is really nice and it's just nice to have somebody look at your skin and be like, Oh, you know, you should try this, or you're doing a good job of this, Mm -hmm. and let me do this. And I got dermaplaning done. Yeah. Have you heard of this? No. It's where they scrape all the dead skin and peach fuzz off your face. Ew. So my face feels very smooth and nice. Yeah. And also getting all the dead skin off was so, it felt so good. Yeah. It felt like a cat licking your face. Ah. It it didn't hurt, but it was a little like- A little rough. yeah. Yeah. But I also felt that she was probably having a great time. Yeah. Like, scraping all the shit off my face. (laughs) Yeah.
1: My face wash just has, like, chunks of sea salt in it. So I get in there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I use... uh, It's
1: pretty scratchy.
2: I use the one from Lush that has coffee grounds in it. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, Mine is also from Lush, but it's the ocean salt.
2: You use that on your face? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. I used that on my skin once when we were roommates, because it was just like, ooh, I want to try it. Yeah. And I hurt
1: yeah afterwards it's yeah it's good
2: Ooh, <laughs> i couldn't handle that but yeah. getting my face scraped was nice
1: <laughs> i'm glad yeah you looked so shiny after know, but like okay. in a good way yeah
2: yeah because she also did a chemical peel mm. which pulls all the dirt out of your face mm. yeah now that sounds nice yeah it was cool and Hell my yeah. girlfriend hot toes
1: hot toes
2: got like a Hydrofacial thing yeah. where they use this machine that just like sucks all the oil and dirt out of your face. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And she took a picture of all of it and I was like uh, huh. No <laughs> And she has like the cleanest face I've ever seen. She has a skincare routine. I had to fill out a little like intake form when I got there and it was like, oh, what's no. your skincare routine? Or what do you
1: You just put L O L
2: use on your face and I just wrote soap
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ivory soap. <laughs>
2: I mean that's not true, audience. I would never.
1: I would never.
2: I don't even really use soap. I just use that coffee stuff from Lush.
1: Yeah, I just scrub mine with the ocean. <laughs> God. Anyway, that's my
2: big news. I have a clean face. Nice. It Feels good. Looks good. Thank you. Glad well,
1: it feels good. I had yeah I had a gift card for a facial. Yeah. But then, um, the lady who's uh will I will be um, one yeah. day, execu execu trixing. Tricks. <laughs> uh executing sent me one but she also sent one to my mom and then my mom was like are you ever gonna use that and i was like probably not so she just bought it from me but maybe i should have used it
2: yeah you should have i don't know it's nice to do nice things yeah meat wedge get your meat cleaned (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i will do that (laughs) anyway what what are we doing here besides talking
1: about skin scraping weirding cleaning. out and alienating our entire audience <laughs> oh i don't know hosting a podcast i suppose
2: ah yes what is this podcast
1: it's called replay rewind it's about movies
2: wow you wouldn't have known no <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should have a fun game one time where we compile the first 10 minutes of every episode and then send it to someone and be like what's this podcast about <laughs> Uh, guess i'll give you a list (laughs) two
2: people in a garage (laughs) trying to talk about anything that they've done that's interesting
1: (laughs) trying to be remotely relatable or interesting (laughs) or funny (laughs) um no it's about movies specifically children's movies from the 90s and before where we take a movie that we haven't seen in a long time and then we talk about what we think happened and then we go watch it and then we come talk about what actually happened and along the way give you some fun interesting trivia um and i'm meat wedge
2: and i'm bucket snake that's bucket snake
1: recently shed oh i did bucket snake yes
2: (laughs) that's what happened
1: yeah i shed you could have just said that we could have skipped five minutes of talk about it
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i wanted to talk about scraping off my dead skin cells (laughs) so everyone would enjoy that hope y'all are having lunch
1: uh, I have a question for you.
2: Great. Let's hear it.
1: What's your favorite thing about elephants? No. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell me. They're cute. And that they're cute.
2: <laughs> I watched one eat a pumpkin once. <gasps> and it was just like so cute how it broke it up into little pieces and then scooted it up its leg with its trunk to yeah. its mouth.
1: Oh,
2: I was like, this is so calming.
1: I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to just watch an elephant step on a bunch of pumpkins. Honestly, yeah, no, be... it
2: picked it up by the stem and smashed it. Oh, they yeah. so smart. It didn't, it didn't step on it. Yeah,
1: they are so smart.
2: And and it, then when it got to the part with the stem, mm-hmm. it put it in its mouth and then broke the stem off. Gah. Yeah, yeah,
1: they're just so smart. <laughs> I met one last year. I met two. I Aww. got to touch them. But the guy who was there, like, running the whole thing was talking about how they, like, for sure have favorite people and they'll remember you. And if you, like, bring them snacks or things and then you come back, like, a long time later, they'll be like, oh, hey, it's the guy with the snacks. It's the snack guy. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I learned that, so you'll see elephants a lot of times have, they have holes in their ears. Yeah. And I learned that they can just lose pieces of themselves, like, on purpose. Because an elephant's ears are, like, really important to it. Because they need them for communication. It also, like, cools off their body. Like,
2: oh, yeah, little fans. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not only does can they, like, flap them to cool off their body, but also flapping them cools the, like, blood vessels in their ears, and then it sends, like, cooler oh. blood to the rest of their body. Yeah, it's tight. So their ears are really important. So if something happens to them, like they get bitten or they get infected or whatever, they can just, like, kind of selectively drop that chunk of ear off of their body. Oh. So it doesn't, like, infect the rest of their ear that's you know better to lose like a little piece than like the whole thing yeah absolutely and so they can just do it the way that like some lizards can just like drop their drop tails, their tails. Yeah. yeah
2: which is wild that is wild and so good it's really for cool. them i know they're so smart
1: uh but my real question it's not really a question i just want you to tell me about going skydiving
2: oh i can do that if you would tell us tell us and i know that it's we're, it's never a surprise what movie we're actually talking about because it's in the title, but
1: right, that's good
2: question about elephants and then skydiving is <laughs> very appropriate. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so one time I went skydiving. One of my friends, for his 30th birthday, someone had given him a ticket to go skydiving and he didn't want to go by himself, so he was like, hey, if I buy half your ticket, will you go with me? Yeah. And I'd never really considered going skydiving. It didn't sound... It wasn't. I wasn't like, I'm never doing that. It was just like, probably not gonna spend my money on something like that yeah not don't feel passionate about it you know? right but when was i ever gonna get another opportunity like that so yeah. i was like sure i'll yeah. go yeah and i did yeah and it was fine i know it seems like a weird thing to feel just like
1: indifferent about
2: but there were so many other things that happened that day that were so irritating huh that falling out of a plane was like the least i don't like emotional part of the day. Yeah. you know? <laughs> So there's two buildings when you go at this place. And the building where you wait to get in the plane doesn't have a bathroom. Uh Oh. And I don't know if you've met me, but I have to pee all the time. Yeah. So I kept having to walk back to this other building while we were waiting to go up in the plane. I was also like, I don't want to have to pee while I'm jumping out of a plane. No. So at the first sign, I was like, I'm going to go pee.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If that's where you're going to make people sit and wait, it makes sense to have a bathroom.
2: Well, and the other thing was somebody had called in that day. So they were short-staffed, so we had to wait longer than we normally would have anyway. Yeah. And we didn't eat before we went, so we had to wait a really long time. There wasn't anything in there to do. Yeah. Uh, And I had to pee, and I was hungry.
1: Yeah. No, that's annoying. It was very annoying. That's an annoying experience.
2: But the part that was honestly scarier than even falling out of the plane was going up in the plane. Yeah. It was the tiniest plane I've ever seen. Yeah. There was room for the pilot. Uh Uh-huh. And then my friend and I and the people we were strapped to. And right. that was it. Yeah. There were no seats. Why would you need them? When people say they jump out of a plane, I'm like, no, I scooted out. Yeah. I <laughs> couldn't even stand up in that plane. Yeah. And the guy that I was like strapped to was just hanging his leg off outside because there wasn't even a door. There was just like a flap. Sure. And he just had his leg hanging out while mm-hmm. we were going up.
1: Well, he had to let you know that he was like the ultimate cool guy.
2: Yeah, nonchalant.
1: <laughs> uh, not a big deal, man. I'm just like... Blah, blah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Then I slid out of the plane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Flopped my way <laughs> over to the edge. Yes, like you do.
2: And they let you be the one to pull the cord. Right. They put an altimeter on your wrist so you can see it. Yeah. You're supposed to, to watch for when to pull the cord at the right yeah. altitude or whatever. And it happened so fast that yeah. I didn't even realize that it was time to pull the cord. So he had to do it for me. Yeah. Which was funny. And then my ears never pop when I go flying. Yeah. In a plane. Not just like flying with my wings. (laughs) Right. And I didn't think about how that would probably happen with skydiving. Uh So one of my ears hurt the whole time like really bad. Uh. So the whole time I'm falling out of the sky, I'm like... The goggles are pressed into my face, my ear hurts, there's a man strapped to me, Yeah, it's cold, Yeah, and then we pull the chute, and then the guy thinks that it's fun to, like, control it so that we're kind of spinning, and then I'm like, cool, now I'm nauseous. I don't know, it just was, it wasn't scary, the whole day was uncomfortable.
1: Yes, it sounds very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was weird. Just, like, from start to finish.
2: It wasn't terrible, but it's not something I ever will ever do again.
1: Yeah. It doesn't seem like you could, you know, with... I've been uh parasailing. Oh yeah. So where we were like my mom and I were just attached to each other mm-hmm. at the back of a boat. Yeah. That was really nice because one, we didn't have to worry about anything. The mm-hmm. guys in the boat were the ones like in charge of stuff. We yeah. just had to hang on. And two, you get to like look around. Yeah. It's very like gentle mm-hmm. and peaceful and you just get to like, oh, what's that over there? What's that you know, it's yeah. just like really nice. Skydiving does not sound peaceful. It's not. It sounds I guess it could be thrilling. But like my, it lasts like two minutes. Yeah, and like my least favorite—I love roller coasters, but my least favorite kind is the one that just drops you straight down. Yeah, and so that I'm like, well, I'm not really interested in like the like free fall. Yeah, aspect, and
2: it doesn't even either. You don't even get that like belly feeling. Yeah, fall fall feeling the whole time.
1: Yeah, just for just a like
2: bit. when you first start falling, right? And then you're just like, well, I'm in the sky. Uh, hmm, cool.
1: Yeah, it just sounds, I i don't, you know, drive on the highway with my windows down. Jumping yeah, out of the plane yeah. just sounds like you'd be like, oh, it was breezy.
2: I feel like I'm the only person who doesn't feel one way or the other about it, though. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, it was fine. Yeah. I, I wonder if you
1: had been in, like, a better, yeah. you know, headspace. Yeah. If you had more. But even then, I mean, the other things wouldn't have changed. You know, the yeah. briefness of it. The brevity.
2: The brevity yeah
1: my mom went and she loved it she was like i want to go again
2: yeah good i'm glad i mean i'm sure it's fun for the right person for me i was just like i'm just uncomfortable i don't
1: know i have now consumed two scary short stories regarding skydiving so
2: (laughs) i got meat wedge to start listening to the magnus archives
1: yeah and then there's one in uh joe hills oh yeah one of his short story collections about that guy who like lands on a cloud and Uh can't get off yeah yeah so
2: so not for you Good. Yeah. Well, why are we talking about elephants and skydiving, wedge
1: Well, because I don't know anything about this movie
2: I can't that we're remember. talking
1: about Operation Dumbo Drop. uh I think they put an elephant out of a plane. Yeah. They're trying to save
2: an elephant, and it's kind of like a last ditch effort. Uh, That's all I can remember.
1: Huh. Well, even if it's bad, there will be elephants. I remember
2: it being fun. Yeah and colorful
1: yes but that's how we also described george of the jungle true and there was an elephant in that too
2: i don't think i don't know if i'm remembering it right but i don't think all of the characters are just white people which is nice yeah like i think it's set in africa
1: yeah who is in it i have no idea great i don't know why i always thought of it as an adult movie i don't think it is i never saw it as a child and (laughs) i always was just like for some reason, I was like, that movie is for grown ups. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because it's just got like. I feel like it has war imagery on the front. Oh, maybe. Or at least camo. Yeah. Like, maybe that's why a... they're
2: trying to save the elephant. Because there's a war.
1: i don't I, know. I, I, I truly it as yeah, a kid. never have once interacted with this film.
2: Did we look up what it's rated?
1: No. It wouldn't <laughs> be so funny if it was rated R and we were just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I. If you were like, guess one thing about this movie, I would have said Dennis Leary is in it.
2: Oh, is he? Yes. What a weird. All right. I would never put Dennis Leary with elephants. Or children. Or children.
1: <laughs> but he's in it. Maybe that's why I. Thought uh,
2: that it was for adults? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's in it, and Ray Liotta and uh, Danny Glover, I think. Okay. But Dennis Leary is like the almost like elephants, camo baby. Dennis, dennis leary, leary. <laughs> these are the things i'm pretty sure about
2: all right uh yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything else either so
1: It'll i guess be we'll find out we will find out and, and we will report back yes absolutely in uh, about
2: 15 seconds momentarily yeah we can watch movies so fast
1: wow it's it incredible. takes us
2: 15 seconds
1: yeah we just don't tell anybody but we just like plug our brains in like in the matrix and then yes. it's like boop got the whole movie in there tight i haven't actually watched a movie in years
2: you guys use your eyeballs for movies wow i just download them pathetic (laughs) anyway be right back And a fucking war movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like there were like twenty shots fired in this movie. Yes, but lots of elephants.
2: Lots of elephants. We still get to have like a good discourse on why war is bad, mm-hmm. and I don't have to look at any blood.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. That was Does all. Anybody I get shot? No, other than the elephant, and they don't even try with that. Yeah. Oh man, I think I would have turned it off.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, nobody gets shot, even. The scene towards the end. Like the flashback? Um, scene. No, the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just all punch each other, even though yeah. everyone has <laughs> giant guns the whole time. <laughs> That's true. It's just a lot of punching. So I was like, okay, I appreciate this. I like this. I mean, there are definitely parts of the movie that you're like, this is not for kids. Yeah. But especially in the beginning, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it gets so enjoyable. It does. And I surprisingly really liked it. Yeah. And I, I think at the end of 2022, whatever year it is, mm-hmm. when we do our wrap-up, this might be the one that surprised me.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was ready for it to be, like, I mean, it's not for kids, but I i don't know. Not in the way that, like, Mighty Joe Young was not for kids. Yeah. I was like, this is too intense, and, like, why would you even market this as a kids' movie? Like, I, this is an okay one to show to children, and you know, if they're a, a little bit older, maybe. Yeah. But,
2: and there's a child main yeah. character it's mm-hmm. so weird to me when there are kids movies that don't have any kids in them
1: i didn't think about that in mighty joe young there's not a single child
2: no like jill and like jason she's i guess young for like two seconds yeah
1: jill at the beginning and then jason at the end who gets stuck in the ferris wheel
2: yeah but not like characters that we really get to know right no hmm. yeah weird anyway the imdb says to keep the loyalty of a village during the vietnam war a u.s army officer and his unit struggle to deliver it a live elephant which is a really strangely structured sentence. It is.
1: Yeah. And then the Disney summary says, soldiers secretly transport an elephant across 200 miles of rugged terrain. Which normally I wouldn't include, you know, somebody else's summary. But yeah, I just, going into it, I was like, I just have a feeling that this is not going to be a family-friendly movie. Like, right. it just sounds like it'll be too intense.
2: And it does kind of start out that way. Because it starts with a bunch of Vietnamese dudes who are using elephants to do some work. They're, Mm -hmm. like, moving logs around. They're near a river. And then there's a little boy who's playing with a baby elephant by pulling on his tail. But that's okay. (laughs) But there are some men in the woods who are moving equipment around and, like, looking at them through their scopes or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then they start shooting. There's a big explosion. And then we don't see anything else.
1: Right. So they're, like... Yeah, the the elephants and all the guys working on them and this little boy are like yeah, heading back home, like you said, and they're like walking through this stream. Yeah. And the two army groups are like on either side of these like tall embankments. So we yeah. get this sense that they don't even see this basically herd of elephants that's walking in front of them and yeah. then they just shoot at each or they other. Don't so there. yeah. So one way or the other it's just like they get caught in like this crossfire. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what happened. We just see an explosion and then it says six years later. Right. But- Opening
2: summary is animal cruelty followed by war. <laughs> yeah, starting out pretty rough. <laughs> Poor kids.
1: So then we see Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. which there are a couple dudes in Hollywood that I'm like, their uh, they're just their eyelashes are so thick that they always look like they're wearing eyeliner. Yeah, and Ray Liotta is one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just he like does. he's just handsome.
2: Yeah, he's a handsome he's man, like classically handsome.
1: Yeah, he's got yeah. like beautiful blue eyes too, so mm-hmm. I like him, but. He is playing a man named Captain Doyle. Yes. And he goes and sees some dudes lounging about by a helicopter and he, like, kicks one of them in the foot. He's like, get up, you're my ride, let's go.
2: Right, yeah. So they're in the helicopter. Yeah. And they say something like, we can't go the usual way.
1: Yeah. So we get this,
2: like, Long shot of a helicopter ride. Basically, the the pilot and the co pilot exchange a look.
1: Yeah, they do it a couple times where I was like, these guys are boning. I mean, they're just
2: the pilot may not be gay, but his mustache sure is. It sure is. He has like classic seventies gay man mustache. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But also, I mean, when is this? Nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it no was more. of the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they like they're just like flying along, and he's like, they're like, we can't go the regular way, like you said, and he's like okay and then they just drop down and then they're like flying through these trees and like going all these crazy ways and they keep looking back at him and he just looks so like unbothered yeah at one point the pilot hands him a crunch bar and he just like eats the whole thing casually looking Mm -hmm. around doesn't have a problem they finally land where they're trying to get to yeah. And he gets out and he's like, hey, do you have another? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, man, hands him another crunch bar. They just, like, look like they actually, they're like, wow, he held up really well. Yeah, they
2: were trying to test him, I yeah. guess, to pick on him.
1: Yeah. but he's yeah. just like, not even bothered. And then yeah. they fly away and he just like pukes his guts out. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. At one point, too, while they're flying, some guy like shoots at them. And the guy, like the gunman in the helicopter is like, there's just an old man down there with a gun, but he wants to be a hero and he thinks he's just going to pick off an American helicopter someday. So, I don't know.
2: Yep. So then a guy named John, Jahan, yeah, uh, comes out of the jungle and says, bad rat, don't eat rat. (laughs) And then hands him like a cooked snake. Yeah. And he's like, here, eat this. And it just looks really gross. It do- it looks like segmented like a worm. Yeah. And then Doyle is like, I need to meet with Captain Cahill and where's he at? And John's like, no, let's like eat and let you chill for a second. And he's like, I'll meet you at the top. Yeah. So he runs up this hill slowly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets a little bit shown up by these Vietnamese soldiers. Because yeah. um, he he starts taking off up the hill and then John just kind of like trots past him uh-huh. and Doyle's like you try doing it with a 60 pound pack and then we see the next shot like John is wearing Doyle's pack and he's still struggling yeah so but it's also like John comes up to him and he's like look man you're not used to this elevation like it's okay we're way up here in the mountains yeah it's fine and honestly like I went <laughs> to Denver one time because I was like I want to go hiking in the snow in the mountains yeah and we were hiking up this like trail and I was struggling just like <sighs> Yeah. And then these, like, little girls in their Sunday dresses were, like, walking past me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> oh okay. Listen. But the elevation, you know, it didn't, get it's no you. joke.
2: I was watching an episode of Top Chef. Surprise. Uh-huh. And they went to Denver to do something. Uh, they were camping. Yeah. And, like, had to do a challenge cooking outside. And one of the chefs was pregnant, and she got elevation
1: sickness and oh, had man. to go to the hospital. That's insane. Yeah, so,
2: like, that shit's serious. Yeah. If you're
1: not used to it, it really can fuck you up. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, though, how it's just, like, like, I'm I'm still standing on the dirt. Like, right. it's not... They're like, well, you're just higher up. Well,
2: the atmosphere is different.
1: Closer to God. <laughs> and Dude, God's plus. like, hey, stop. Back
2: it up. So they, they get to the top of the little mountain and go to a village mm-hmm. where they meet Captain Sam Cahill. Played by Danny Glover. Yep. Looking young, looking fresh. Yeah. Looking sharp, wearing a little dress.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's wearing whatever, I guess, this, like, traditional clothing. He He, doesn't have pants on, though. No,
2: he's not wearing pants. But he is standing around a long table with a bunch of other dudes not wearing pants. Mm -hmm. Doing what looks like a kind of ritual. Yeah. They're drinking rice wine? Yeah. Out of, I don't know, these really long straws? mm -hmm, (laughs) And these
1: big jugs. Yeah, and he's like... Well, they want to have a celebration because you're here, but honestly, if they could get away with it, they would celebrate because it's Tuesday. Right, yeah. But he's like, but you have to drink it. He says, it tastes like sugar and vomit. Yeah. And you have to drink it because if you don't, it'll be super insulting.
2: Mm-hmm. So, and you can't throw it up.
1: Yeah. Don't spit it out. So, so
2: drink it. does and gags through the whole thing. Uh, it's really gross. It is. And then Cahill says, okay, now you have to meet Poe. Mm-hmm. But don't look at him because it would be really insulting. Yes. So don't move. Stand there and close your eyes because he'll want to touch your face. Yes. (laughs) So Doyle does. And then he gets smacked in the face with an elephant trunk. (laughs) Everyone just cracks up. That's so funny. He is getting pranked so hard. I know. Helicopter dudes. Yep. Running up the hill. Yep. Because
1: everybody can take (laughs) one look at him and just be like oh this guy's gotta stick up his butt. Too serious. We're gonna tell him some jokes. So, Cahill explains, you know, I'm leaving in a week. I'm going home. I'm about to be done. In the meantime, you had better get to know this village because, you know, I've been living here. These people are really important to us. Like, mm-hmm. we gotta make sure that we keep them happy, basically. And Joel's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. You know, but Cahill's like, "What are you gonna like? Buy the book? You're gonna do everything regulation? Because that's not really gonna fly around here." You know, you kind of have to like get to know the people and learn what things you know you can do by the book and what things aren't. And Doyle is clearly uncomfortable with this. He's like, "Just show me the trail. Like, I just came here to see the trail. Don't tell me how to do my job." And he's like, "Well, we can't go until later."
2: Yeah, nothing happens until after midnight or something, right? And then John explains that the village uses the elephants to help them, and there used to be a lot more, but they all moved south because of the war. Yeah. And the village is blessed to have the one that they do, to have Poe.
1: Yeah. Do you think that Danny Glover was born horse? Yes. (laughs) He's just like an eight-year-old little boy, just like with this raspy
2: voice. (laughs) Mom, I need a sandwich.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love him. I do too. But so later that night, under cover of darkness, they're checking out the Ho Chi Minh Trail, Mm -hmm. which Doyle is kind of like, that's it? And Cahill's like, yeah, I was disappointed when I saw it too. I right. thought it would be something more established, but that's the beauty of it. It's literally just a footpath through the woods, and so if we blow it up, they just move it. Yeah. So he's like, it's a super good tactic, and so we just see like all these Viet Cong dudes like, moving guns and rocket yeah. launchers and whatever.
2: So I guess the implication is that his job will be to keep an eye on the trail and let the army know yeah. what kind of stuff they're moving, because they can't blow up the trail, but they need to know what they're up
1: against, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But while they're away... Some Viet Cong soldiers come to the village and they make everybody get out of their houses and they find like the crunch bar wrapper. Because some little kids, when Doyle first got there, they were like, Do you have any candy? And he was like, I just have this, you have to share it, and they snatched it and ran off with it.
2: And then a little lady laughed at him so hard. Even more pranked. Yeah. She was just like
1: (laughs) And not even like that, you know, I have to expect it to be where he like looks at her and she's like, Oh, but she's just like, Nope. Staring (laughs) in his face, just like still cackling. But yeah, so because they find this crunch or they're like, the Americans have been here and you've helped them. You've cooperated with yeah. them. And for that, you have to be punished. And so he makes a little boy stand up. And so it gets really tense for a little bit because yeah. like he's crying and his mom's crying and the, I don't know their ranks, but the guy in charge is like, you know, you have to be punished. And then his like second in command is like, sir, don't you think that this is a little bit intense? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, are you sure that we have to do this? And the guy in charge, whose name is Nguyen, yeah. Nguyen. Nguyen yeah. I looked it up earlier because I was like, I want to make sure I pronounce this. Yeah. There are a couple different ways. Some people just say it just sounds just like Nguyen. Yeah. But it's like Nguyen.
2: I had a friend growing up whose last name was spelled the same way, but she and her family were from Cameroon in Africa. Mm-hmm. And they said Nuam. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Even though it ends with a G. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's Nguyen. Yeah. As the, yeah, the captain or whatever. And so he tells Kwong, which is the other guy, he's like, all right, you do it then. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, cut away, but we hear gunshots.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Cahill and the rest of the group, Doyle, because they're more than just the two of them. There's, like, a little yeah. group with them. They hear the gunshots, they run back, and they see that everyone has gathered around the body of Poe the elephant.
1: I no Because he did. Yeah.
2: This was so sad. It is sad. And so... They're in like a meeting with who appear to be like the leaders of the village, mm-hmm. and Doyle is yelling that it isn't his fault. You know, the kids stole the candy wrapper from him. But then he says, "Well, okay, maybe it is my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry." Yeah. And they're all like, "You're bad luck. This happened because you showed up. Mm-hmm. You need to go." And so Cahill pulls him aside, pulls Doyle aside, and explains that every new moon, the Fire King enters the village on the back of an elephant. Which means they have to get the village a new elephant by Friday. Yeah. And he promises the village leader that Doyle yeah. <laughs> is going to get them a new elephant. Yeah,
1: he like, because Cahill speaks Vietnamese, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and he looks at him and he's like, he'll get you a new elephant by Friday. And Doyle's yeah. like, no, I will not <laughs> be doing that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, so then they go meet with their superior officer. Yeah,
1: Peterson is his name. Yeah,
2: with a D. Mm-hmm. Peterson. <laughs> But Cahill explains the situation. He's like, listen, this village is super important. They've helped us out a whole bunch. They're the closest to the trail and we'll lose their help if we don't get them a new elephant because they blame us, you know, for the loss of this one. Mm -hmm. And Doyle's like, we don't need them. We can do this without them. Right. It'll be fine. Yeah. But Peterson says, well, maybe we do, maybe we don't, but we may as well err on the side of caution and go get them a new
1: elephant. And I was just like, I mean, I get it further. You know, it's just like, well, how does it benefit us? But it's like, how about regardless of whether it benefits you or not? They need this elephant for their lives and you got it killed. Just right. go get him a new
2: one. I know. I know the Vietnam War is like complicated and whatever. But bottom line is we were over there to help. Yeah. You know, the Vietnamese people yeah. not be taken over by the North Vietnamese. Right. And
1: this village, you can't just go in
2: and make things worse, right? Regardless, Batman, Gotham City,
1: yeah, (laughs) destroy everything. Regardless of the conflict, this particular village has helped you, yeah. And like, I mean, you know, the state that we see Cahill in, like, offered you, you know, accepted you into their homes, Mm -hmm. like, not just been like, oh, okay, it's fine that you're here, but like, he's wearing their clothes and you know, hanging out with them.
2: Yeah, and and you've taken away the difference between life and death for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you've taken away this tool, which, I mean, Doyle trusts to be like, so we get him a tractor, you know? But he's like, no, that's not how it works out here. Like, yeah, the elephant can he's... do more things. A tractor wouldn't survive. It would break anyway. Yeah. It needs gas. Sacred. And yeah, like there's there are layers here. That's right. not just like the job. So anyway, Doyle's dragging his feet. But Peterson is like, yeah, he's like, well, let's just get him one. Yes. And they're like. <laughs> so cahill says we could probably do it with five people and peterson says well you can have two and here they are Mm
2: -hmm.
1: also which one of you is in charge and they're both like me
2: yeah and
1: then they play odds and evens to figure it out
2: which i don't i don't know how odds and evens works
1: uh i didn't either when i watched it and then i went to look it up and i was like actually wait i think i get it so (laughs) one person just says it's basically like heads or tails. Yeah. you just call out odds or evens. And then you hold out a number and the other person holds out a number. And if they add up to be odd. Oh, so
2: it's then... what they add up to. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because
1: I was like, how do you You just, you oh, just I want it to be even. I'll opposite. just put out an even number. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so silly. But yeah, it's just like, so you're banking on their number, making yours an even or an odd or whatever it is that you call out. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Doyle wins out. He says, I'm in charge of this mission. Let's go find these guys. Yes. so the first guy that they find is dougie doug dougie doug his yeah. name is howard ashford they call him ha yeah they're out the movie
2: yes it's funny that my first impression of his acting skills were from that darn cat which yeah. was so terrible and i know did such a terrible job yeah but since that and also cool runnings i've just been like yeah dougie doug i know Ooh. i love him yay <laughs>
1: If we went back and watched that darn cat with all of this Dougie Doug love in our hearts now, if we'd be like,
2: well, okay, yeah, maybe. it's not that bad. We'd probably just be more mad at Christina Ricci.
1: Yeah, truly. She's just <laughs> awful in that. Anyway. Being so terrible.
2: Yeah. Anyway, he is almost done with his tour. He has yep. seven days mm-hmm. until he goes back. So he is like, he hasn't left his tent because yep. he's trying to make it the last seven days because it's like really bad luck. Yeah. On your last little
1: bit. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's like every movie, you know, where it's yeah. like, oh, it's three days from retirement. You yeah. know, like, it's a, a thing.
2: So they can't get him out of the tent, so Doyle takes a grenade off of a passing soldier, throws it into the tent, <laughs> which makes Dougie Doug come running out. Yeah. And then they just follow him back in the tent. So they could have just gone in there. I know. But anyway, they go in and they're like, you've been reassigned, pack your stuff.
1: Yeah. And he, like, he protests. He's like, it's seven seven days 168 hours or however however long you know he's just like come on man like i (sighs) please anybody else but doyle is a salty bastard man and doesn't care says you're you've been reassigned you're coming with us yep and then they also go get a little country boy named farley who comes from iowa yeah and he looks like a real idiot he's like trying to put something back together but he pours glue all over the place and ends up gluing shit to his own hands yeah
2: he glues a bunch of papers together yeah Uh, i don't know what he's doing but he's uh uh, bad at it
1: don't know either
2: but he talks a whole bunch Mm -hmm. real fast yep about iowa yep like yeah i grew up on a farm but animals don't like him they really hate me yep so i joined the army to get away from animals yep (laughs) haha yeah
1: (laughs) like i wonder if
2: The commanding officer knew that, and that's why he picked him.
1: Yeah, those two. They're like, yeah, take this guy who's about to go home, and this guy who animals hate him. Animals, yeah. Who knows? But now we're in Saigon, and we see Dennis Leary uh, threatening somebody on the phone. His name's, like, Gilman, I think. Yeah. And he's like, if you don't get me these things, I'll have your head in a bag. Yeah. He's, like, going back and forth between. So we see him, like, brokering this deal between one guy where he's like, yeah, I can get you those whatever it is he's looking for, I can get you those for 425 each. Yeah. And then he goes back to the guy who's going to supply them and he's like, yes, I will pay you 350 each for them. So yeah. he's clearly, you know, making money on the side and threatening this guy. Yep. And he comes back to him, he's like, where were we? Oh yeah, your head is in a bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> yelling at him. And so he's a crooked dude.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then Cahill and Doyle show up in his office and show them the mission paperwork. Show him the mission paperwork and they say, we need an elephant by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he says, I mean, I could help you, but yep. I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. Yep. And then he lights up a cigar, a giant cigar. Oh, yeah, it's huge. And pours himself a glass of whiskey. Uh-huh. For kids.
1: Yes. <laughs> he uses a lighter that looks like a grenade. I was like, what is this? Return of the Pink Panther? God. But he's like, yeah, I don't want to fucking help you. I don't care. That's going to take my time. And I'm getting on a plane tomorrow to go to Hawaii. So be gone and cahill's like listen i've got dirt on you and he's like yeah not anything bad enough that would stop me from getting on a plane to hawaii yeah <laughs> and we see that
2: cahill just smiles really big he gives him a knowing look oh yeah and a mischievous smile oh yeah maybe he's friends with the chopper man's mustache <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the secret. a friend of mustache <laughs> and now we're back in a chopper and guess who's there pool it's pool yeah he uh i guess he did have dirt bad enough to not get him on that plane But
2: we find out later what it is mm-hmm. yep so they're in another village they have transportation for it lined up and they can get it there by friday yeah and they're like cool and seems to be working everything's good i can still get to hawaii on time
1: you know yeah ha doesn't have to be here for too much longer like he can, like, go, he can home. go home yeah everything will be fine
2: right what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so the chopper the chopper the chopper drops them off and they take a minute to see if they're going to get shot at because they have to get dropped off outside the village. Mm-hmm. But they're fine. And they walk into the village, which has lots of elephants. Yeah, they're
1: all over the place. And
2: Poole is like, see, I told you I could get you an elephant. Mm-hmm. And Cahill says, no, and you, Pool, they're probably big puppets with men inside.
1: <laughs> and then we meet a man named Ibaham.
2: It's Lopan.
1: Who? Have you seen
2: Big Trouble in Little China? No. This actor plays David Bopin.
1: Oh, yeah, cute.
2: Yeah. At first I was like, is that him?
1: Uh-huh. It is him. <gasps> it is. Yeah.
2: I guess they were probably made around the same time. I did that thing where I was like, the Vietnam War was so long ago. Mm. <laughs> but this was not filmed in 1968.
1: No. <laughs> Is that a baby Alan Ruck? No, wait, that movie <laughs> came out after he was a baby. Yes. Sir. Whoops. <laughs> Time is an illusion. It's true.
2: Anyway, Poole already knows this guy, already dealt with him. He says, all right, we agreed, 40000 for the elephant. And Beham says, yeah, but, you know, just
1: like extra fees and taxes. Yeah, and he says there's a cleaning fee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now it's $60,000. mm hmm And Poole's trying to negotiate, but e Mm-hmm. Which sounds like Abraham.
1: It does. <laughs> uh
2: Stands firm. Pool tells Doyle and Cahill that he's only authorized to spend fifty thousand dollars, and if it doesn't work, then we can go. Yeah. And Cahill's like, "This is what you wanted. You want the mission to fail."
1: Yeah, because Cahill suggests that they raise the remaining ten thousand themselves. They're like, "It's one hundred and fifty U.S. dollars. Yeah, like, like we, we can... could just scrape it together. It's yeah. fine, and then we could give him the sixty thousand that he wants, and we can be on our way." Yeah but Doyle's like nope personal money can't be used for army funds that's against regulations we just gotta go and yeah that's when Cahill's like this is what you you just want to leave you don't want this to succeed you just want and he's just like well gives him like a cheeky little grin and he's like all right everybody back on the chopper (laughs) yeah but even him here's that and says in English all right (laughs) 50,000 yes and Cahill like gives him a look and he's like
2: wow Doyle you're a real good
1: negotiator.
2: Yeah. Doyle looks annoyed about it. He sure does. Yeah.
1: I don't understand why he's so against it. It sounds like a fun mission, if you ask me. And an easy one.
2: Yeah. And, and it was ordered by the the leader guy, so he's following the rules. Yeah.
1: And you get to pet an elephant. Right? Who what, doesn't want to do that? What's the, what's the bad here? God, better than being shot at. But, so Poole is like, okay, great. Let's go pick out an elephant. Yeah. But Ibrahim's like, no, no, no. For fifty thousand, I pick out the elephant. You get Botat.
2: The Botat. And so
1: he calls for Botat, who comes running in carrying a boy named Lin.
2: Yeah, I like that. Like Lin is named Lin, but it's L I N H.
1: Yeah. And then we also have John. John J H O N. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and cute. Abraham. I mean Ibrahim.
2: Ibrahim. Yes. Ibrahim explains Lin's gonna go with him to take care of the elephant because he's an orphan and the elephant listens to him.
1: Yeah what is this mighty joe young (laughs) we gotta
2: attach this person to this giant beast that we need uh Ibrahim says you know he is an orphan he doesn't have any family
1: yeah yeah because cahill explains like we're going really far away isn't his family gonna miss him yeah he says he's like were they
2: killed in the war
1: yeah he says no they were hit by a falling star
2: (laughs) (laughs) which also got me
1: so funny i know but was like all right this is where i draw the line you know like an elephant is one thing but I'm not dealing with a child. I'm not taking him with us. Well, no, he asks Ibrahim, do you know how to control an elephant? He's like, yeah, you think I lived in this village this long and I don't know what to do with elephants? And he shows him, you know, he commands Boat to do Mm. things, which she immediately does. And Doyle's like, see, do you want to come with us? And he's like, I'll do it for 20,000 piasters. Yeah. And Cahill's like, yeah, that's nice and all, except for this man is stone cold blind. And he's not going to be of any use to us. Ebahem not blind? Yeah. Cahill pulls out a knife and, like, sets it up against his chest. And he, like, reaches out and touches it. And he goes, Ebahem is blind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, immediately. And then he says, 10,000 piastres? <laughs> Turns out, Lin is going. Yep. Which, this is where I was like, oh, I think Lin is the kid from the beginning. Yeah. So, Cahill's trying to talk to Lynn, but he will not talk to him. He yeah. tells Doyle he tried, like, every dialect of Vietnamese that he knows. He tried English, you know. Yeah, he tried French. <laughs> yeah. And he says, you know, he just won't talk to him. Doyle says, well, you know, maybe Americans killed his family, so that's why he won't talk to us. And mm-hmm. if that's true, then we can't trust him. Yeah. And Lin does finally pipe up in English and says, that's right, you can't trust Lin. Yep. Lin doesn't trust you? Yep. You can't trust Lin.
1: Nope. You Americans, you come in, you say everything is 10 out, 10. Say? 10 out of 10. 10 yeah. out of 10, a okay, 100%, or something yeah. <laughs> like that. And he's like, but it's not. You suck. I don't trust you. And they're like, great. That's this what we is... need.
2: When we got to this part, when Lynn showed up, I was like, okay, I like this movie now. Yeah. Because up until this point, I was like, it just felt like a war movie. Yeah. I didn't know, didn't really care about any of the characters yet. And then yeah. I was like, now there's an elephant and a kid.
1: Yeah. I'm in. And they're friends. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> The potential for cuteness is here.
2: Yeah. So they meet up with the cargo plane that they had planned to meet up with, but nobody had told the pilot that he was taking an elephant. Mm -hmm. And he is a real bastard. And he's like, well, I'm not putting that elephant on this plane unless it's dead. Right. And gets out his gun and is like, I'll do it.
1: Yeah. If you've gotten too attached, I'll be happy to. But I I know that this is a trope that we will encounter over and over again. There's no escaping it. But just this like smug... Dude, who's like clearly in charge, and so he gets to call the shots. But yeah. he just like the faces that this guy makes when he's like being a smug asshole about it is just like, yeah, you know, it's just unnecessary and it's over the top, and I hate it. Agree, but um, Poole is like, well, hang on, there should be a package for me on board this plane, right? If you would just give it to me, then I'll help clear this up, and so yeah. he goes and gets it. And he's like, see, animal tranquilizers. Mm -hmm. These are fine. She'll be knocked out. She won't cause you any... Because the pilot's argument is that if she's back there freaking out, you know, it's going to take the whole plane down and they're all going to die. Right. Um, Which is a valid point. For sure. But Poole's like, yeah, I got these animal tranquilizers. It'll be fine. And he says, nope, still not happening. Bye. But then Poole's like, Hang on, we have our orders here. And he pulls like a letter out of his pocket and it says, Top Secret. And he's mm-hmm. like, This is why nobody told you there was going to be an elephant. This is like a super top secret mission. And yeah. so, like, we really need your help here. You know, you got to keep it on the hush. Yeah. The guy's like, <laughs> the <"Hush."
2: laughs> Fine. Yeah, he's very cranky about it. Yeah. And then Cahill is like, What is this letter? Yeah. And Poole's like, I've got eight left. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously he is just got copies of a top secret letter that he can change to his needs and then get through the door.
1: Yep. So they (laughs) find these animal tranquil, they get them out, and they're just giant like, foot-long pills.
2: Yeah, and they're like, damn, these are big. How do we get her to swallow them? Uh Uh-huh. Doyle would like to know. Mm -hmm. But of course
1: they're not for swallowing. They are not. So, quick round of evens and odds again, and Doyle loses. And then (laughs) we get... (laughs) Like I get what's happening and it's like haha but also there's like squelching noises and yeah. in case you don't catch them the subtitles are kind enough to be like squelching noises <laughs> so i was like thank you thank thank you for that
2: I do think yes this is gross and we didn't need it but in a movie made by someone else, the mm-hmm. scene would have been a lot longer and played yeah. up more, so yeah. at
1: least it is... Yeah, it's just quick and unpleasant it's and, a small like, kind of silly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Without being, like, too... Like, you don't see him do anything. You just see him at the back of the elephant and then he walks toward the front of the elephant. Pretty Yeah. yeah. Thankfully. Yep. We don't need any more.
1: No. Uh. After all this, though, Lynn's like, oh, I thought you were kidding. Botet's <laughs> not getting on that plane. She hates planes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, damn it <laughs> what did you think we were standing around here talking about this plane for so long dude so i was
2: like does she fly a lot
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he's just he's standing firm he's like no botat doesn't like planes she's not getting on there
2: yeah but then they're like listen we have to get her on the plane or she's gonna fall asleep outside yeah here
1: and then there's no moving her at so all
2: cahill just picks lynn up and carries him onto the plane and botat follows Mm-hmm. and she just lays down on the floor and falls asleep yeah yeah But this scares Lynn, because he thinks that they've killed her. Yeah. And he has a knife in his pocket that he pulls out, and Cahill takes him over to Lynn, puts him up against her little chest, so that, big chest, so that he can feel that she's still breathing, and he's like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, he calms down. It's like she's just asleep. I know. But this poor little boy, you know, this elephant is all he has. I know. So now we're on the plane ride, and H.A. and Cahill are just kind of sitting in the back talking about what they're going to do once they get back to America. And I love that AJ's helmet says, Stop, don't shoot, I'm short. Yeah. Because it's funny in this context, but it's even funnier out of context yeah. if you don't know that it means that he's out to go home. And it's just like, I'm just a I'm small just
2: man. Small. Don't, don't shoot, shoot me. me, I'm little.
1: But um Cahill explains that his brother has a roofing company and he's going to go work there. And he's like, I'm just excited to hold that hammer in my hand and look out at the fort lauderdale scenery and yeah. be out of the army because i've been in the army for way too long
2: yeah he's like i've been wearing army green too long which yep. i thought was a cute way to put that yeah yeah and then um dougie doug <laughs> says the first thing he's gonna do is kiss his mama yeah. and then get her a tissue because she'll probably be crying so much <laughs> yeah. it was just really cute
1: yeah and then Poole is a bastard man a little bit more because he's like tries yeah. to sell Ashford like this lucky bottle cap before Cahill steps in and is like he just got it off of his you know he tells him the whole story but yeah it's mostly just to demonstrate that Ashford like H.A. is just super superstitious he's and, superstitious and he's gullible and yeah pool is a shark <laughs> yep uh, and then we see Farley trip over Botat's big old feet like an idiot they're hard to see you know
2: yeah so Farley is just there to be an idiot yep he doesn't really contribute much to this movie except being silly yeah he doesn't develop, really, in any way. Nope. <laughs> He's just a goofball. Yep. But not as funny as AJ. Yeah. Yeah, He so he trips over Botat's feet and smashes the trank box. hmm At the same time, the captain calls Doyle up to the cockpit and tells him the weather's about to get nasty, so they need to go ahead and give Botat the other pill so she doesn't wake up.
1: Yeah, so then Doyle goes down to relay this information and pool's like well we have a problem with the other pill farley smashed it yeah and he's like but i mean you know one of those pills is supposed to knock out a water buffalo and for six hours yeah and she weighs like as much as three water buffaloes so we should have another hour like easy peasy and the moment he says it, she starts to wake up
2: yeah and then he looks over and he says i was using the metric system right
1: (laughs) But so we see the plane from outside start kind of, you know, yeah, wiggling. <laughs> it's not wiggling, but I don't know the a better word for it. <laughs> Waving Starts back and forth. Wiggling
2: from side to side. The plane is twerking. Okay.
1: <laughs> but so, because the plane is twerking, the captain realizes that Botat is awake and trying to stand up. And so he tells the guy who's in charge of the cargo, he's like, just dump her out the back. Mm-hmm. Which is fucked up. Like, the disregard this man has for an animal's life yeah. it's just like oh just drop her from a billion feet
2: yeah
1: or shoot her in the face these, um
2: these are my solutions yeah
1: so the cargo dude goes to the back and opens the door and hits the platform that botat is standing on and it starts sliding towards the open door yeah and lynn climbs up on her back and then the pilot tells his co-pilot just to go back there and shoot her yeah and, and he
2: picks up his gun but doyle stops
1: him yeah yeah they have a little fight i don't know why it's not like the bottom of the plane is dropping out it's just a platform that she's sliding on yeah but lynn doesn't tell her to like step off of it which is i don't know if maybe there's not
2: room yeah i don't it's kind of hard to tell from the angles that we get yeah i guess so but anyway yeah they they there's a bit of a scuffle yeah and they start sliding towards the open door Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. scary cahill almost falls out and so does the cargo guy yeah but they don't and cahill manages to get up and close the ramp Mm-hmm. and push them back into, <laughs> into yeah. the plane.
1: Yeah, just in time. Yeah. So then they land the plane instead, like, you know, uh, rational people who aren't trying to murder an elephant.
2: Right, and they obviously haven't made it to their destination, but they do land safely.
1: Yeah, and Botat just takes off running <laughs> <She's> <laughs> into like, the woods. Fuck this? <laughs> and everybody goes running after her. Yeah. And then the plane takes off and leaves, leaves Pool there, even though he clearly was trying to hitch a ride back to Saigon. Yeah. But they abandoned him. I don't know why he got off the plane in the first place. I don't know. Maybe he's getting out of the way of the elephant. Oh yeah, maybe so.
2: But Botat is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Doyle grabs Lynn to hold him back because he's going to chase after Botat, but Cahill's like, you have to let him go or we're never going to see the elephant again. Yep. Because he's the only one who can find her.
1: Yeah. So Lynn takes off in the jungle and Cahill follows him mm-hmm. and finally finds Lynn talking to Botat and Lynn is telling her, you know, I... You're all I have, and I promise that nothing will ever happen to you, Mm. and we've got each other, and it's very sweet. And then Cahill comes up and is talking to Botat in Vietnamese at first, until Lynn's like, she understands American. Yeah. But he tells her, I'm sorry that you were scared, and... You're going to be safe, and we're going to take you up to the mountains where you belong, where you come from, and where you will be loved and respected, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And he holds his hand out to her, and she takes it in her trunk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very sweet. It's so cute. Yeah.
2: I do wish that they would have explained this to
1: Botat earlier. Yeah. Like, before they put her on a plane. At least just try. We're going to put you on this plane so we can take you up into the mountains. Clearly, to be... she
2: understands something. Yeah. The,
1: the intent, at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Like, that this man's intent is good. But now we see the Viet Cong officers from before, because mm-hmm. when they landed the plane and Bota went running, a woman was, like, watching them and was yeah. just like, what the, the fuck is going on over there? There's
2: an elephant and a bunch of Americans chasing it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so they're talking to her, and they're trying to figure out why the Americans would want an elephant. Mm-hmm. And Quang is like, maybe they're trying to replace the one that we shot in that one village. Right. And the yeah. other guy, Nguyen, is like, that you shot, don't forget. Mm. But you're right. This sounds important and maybe we should tell somebody higher up about it. Yeah,
2: Must contact the commanding officer.
1: Yeah. Because I think this is where he says that we have to make sure that no American promise gets fulfilled. Yeah. Which is rude.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Doyle figures, they've got about 150 miles left to go. So they're going to need to find a truck that they can transport Botat in. Poole is just complaining about how much he hates the jungle. Yeah. And how there are bugs and it's hot and it's humid and he's a big old Nancy boy and he can't handle anything. Mm Mm-hmm. He gets on his little requisition radio and tries to get some steak and ice cream dropped in. Yeah. But Doyle's like, listen, everybody already saw what just happened. There's no reason that we need to broadcast our position anymore. Yeah. So we're camping here tonight and we'll move out in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and Cahill's like, I could call General Richardson and have you reassigned if you can't handle, you know, this job. And Poole's like, no, 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 no,
2: no. Uh, Lynn and Dougie Doug are trying to, they're talking about things that are lucky and unlucky. Which yeah. Which is really sweet. And he tells Dougie Doug, he tells H A, that seeing an owl is bad luck. If you see an owl at night. it's Yeah, it's bad luck. Don't whistle in the dark. Mm-hmm. Don't... If you see a crow or any big black
1: bird... Yeah, go running in the other direction because right. someone you know is going to die.
2: Yeah, that's bad luck. Yeah. But he says elephants are really good luck. Yes. So while they're walking along, he just is touching Botat the whole yeah. time. And every time he like tells him about something that is bad luck, he reaches up and grabs Botat again. Yeah, it's so cute. It's <laughs> really cute. Yeah. I know, I love it.
1: Yeah, so as they're walking along, they see a group of people who are who are trying to pull a giant stump out of the ground mm-hmm. using a couple water buffalo. But everybody's it's just...
2: got a water buffalo.
1: Yours is <laughs> fat, but mine is low. Where'd they
2: get them? I don't know. But everybody's
1: got a water buffalo. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, Botet and Lynn just kind of take off from the trail in the direction of this pond and these people. Yeah. And I was like, "Where are they going?" And Kale's like, "They're going to help." And he's like, "Look, that's very sweet and all, and I would love to just traipse through the jungle with an elephant doing good deeds, but I we don't have time for this. Like, you know, we yeah, have we to have get this a place to be right." But Cahill's like, listen, it's not going to take that long, and who knows? Something good might come out of it, you know?
2: Yeah, and this scene really made me want to play a video game where you're an elephant and you're just going around doing good deeds. Yes! I want to do that.
1: That would be so fun.
2: Yeah, because you could like have to level yourself up to be able to move like a giant stump. Yeah. You know, just Pick like any up. other game. You start out... Only being able to do little stuff because you're a little elephant, but yeah. then you gotta like
1: strength train so that you can be helpful. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, any game where you play an elephant doing anything, I would be on board with.
2: Oh my god! And you could even do little lessons where you try and learn the language that the people around you speak. <gasps> yes. So you like, you are learning commands. Yeah, that would be so cute. I'm gonna make a video game. Yep.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll be we'll be right back. Yes you know doyle's like whatever you guys fine you know what take a break he says everybody else go play you know yeah fuck it i'm gonna keep going up the road and get to the next village and see if we can't get a truck right so
2: so he he does does and he comes back Mm -hmm. and when he comes back the stump has been moved yeah but no one else is around yeah they're all gone yeah just cahill and cahill's like you know they'll be right back don't Mm -hmm. worry yeah doyle says all right sure i'm glad that we helped them and they love americans but we still don't have a truck and we've lost two hours
1: yeah but Cahill's like well would a diesel truck with a 16 foot flatbed help I was like I mean obviously but like and then we hear like some honks and we look and there's a 16 there's a diesel truck with a 16 foot flatbed with an elephant on the back of it and so they drive up and Cahill explains you know we gave this truck to these people a while back but they never have the money for gas for it and so they're giving it to us as thanks you think? You know? Because we, like, stopped and helped
2: yeah, him. Yeah, because we did a good thing. What do you know about that? It's cute because Botat is in the flatbed just, like, surfing.
1: Yeah. Basically. She's just, like just, yeah, kind of weaving, swaying back and forth. Yeah. So they're on the road. Yeah. And
2: Lynn and Farley are talking, and he explains that he's had Botat for his whole life because she belonged to his dad. Mm-hmm. Farley asks how his dad died, but Lynn just, like, throws something and doesn't answer. Yeah. And Doyle turns to Cahill there in the front of the truck, they overhear this, but Doyle turns to Cahill and is like, I hope it wasn't our side that killed his dad. Yeah. And I hope he meant that, like, in a genuine way and not in a, like,
1: because we it wouldn't be, be able to trust him. bad for relations. Yeah. yeah. It sounds genuine. Like, yeah. it sounds like he's kind of, like, softening a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And he's just like, man, I really hope it wasn't us. Right. But who knows? But so they're driving through this town because they need probably gas and supplies, mm-hmm. and we see Kwong, who sees them, and he's talking to somebody on his radio, and mm-hmm. he's like, he promises promises them that Botat won't make it out of there alive. But, oh, they've stopped in the town because their radiator is leaking. Yeah, But Cahill's like, I think I can fix it. And a guy comes out and is like, hey, what do you need? And pool in vietnamese to him is like these people have taken me hostage yeah i need help getting to saigon and then cahill overhears this and is like bruh i also speak yeah vietnamese. i speak
2: the language dude <laughs> and he's like it was a joke <laughs> huh. funny little joke i honestly
1: i don't understand why they don't just leave him behind i mean i guess he comes in handy he's got like he can, he can get things yeah, that they need but
2: acquisition things
1: if he's gonna be this much of a pain in the ass like
2: He's entertaining. Just walk him, walk away! I kind of think Cahill keeps him around because he can.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: It's <laughs> like, haha, you have to. You don't have a choice.
1: You did come with us.
2: Yeah, and Doyle is standing next to Botat, where she is still in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And he, she's just slapping him in the face with her truck. <laughs> <laughs> just really funny. <laughs> yeah. And Lynn is like, she's hungry. She's yeah. thirsty. She wants to move around. Yeah. You know?
1: but Doyle yeah so Doyle points out okay there's a fountain over there take her to get some water and we'll get food like you know we've ordered it we told them that we needed it for this elephant so when she gets it we'll give it to her but go get her some water and they just like walk her over to this fountain and there's this line of Vietnamese ladies who are all just like "Ah." like they're not like what the fuck is an elephant doing here they're just kind of like wow how dare you cut you cut line like (laughs) which I would love to live in a place where I'm just like not surprised at seeing an elephant I'm just kind of inconvenienced yes but, so we see, like, I, it's not the same guy as before. It's not Kwong, but it's just, like, some guy who's, like, yeah. on the phone, I think. But he's like, alright, surround them. Just go get them. Make sure that they don't leave here and, like, yeah, take yeah. their elephant. Whatever. And then, But then we see, like, a guy with a bike and a cart ride by and it. It's full of bananas. And Botat sees it and she just starts chasing after him. <laughs> he leaves
2: the water fountain and just starts
1: chasing this man on a bike. Yes. <laughs> and she's
2: having such a good time. I know. It's so
1: cute. And the guy, like... Sees her and then starts pedaling faster. But I'm like, it's an elephant and a hungry one. I, don't, I think you should just leave.
2: Yes. I mean. And in his
1: attempt to get away, he crashes the cart. I know.
2: And Botat's like, hell yeah, bananas.
1: Right. Fr- Farley and HA are like chasing after her and they're like, sorry about your chickens. And she's like, <laughs> she's just making a huge mess. Everyone is yelling at Lynn and Botat and just being like, this is your fault, you know? And. Yeah. All of that. So she's like, mm, this is a hostile environment. So she just takes off again.
2: Yes. And this scene is so cute and joyous in the yeah. middle of all of this like other fraught, you know, wartime shit going on. And yeah. And I'm glad that they included it. Because again, we watch so many kids movies that don't have any joy in them. Right. And there are cute little moments like this throughout the movie. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's nice. So Lynn gets up on Botat's back so that they can run back to the truck. Mm-hmm. Quang makes prolonged eye contact with Cahill because they recognize each other.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they recognize each other, like, personally. No, yeah. They just, like, that's an American.
2: mm -hmm. That's a Vietnamese. You're a Vietnamese soldier. Yeah. 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 And he runs away. He sees Botat. He drops his phone. (laughs) Botat steps on it. Yeah. (laughs) And they finally get back to the truck where a mob is chasing them out of the town.
1: Yes, everybody is quite mad because she has knocked over a lot of things at this point. But so they're like loading up the truck because they see them come running with all these people following, mm. and they're like, "Well, just just go, you know, and we'll yeah. figure it out as we go." As they're loading up the truck in the rearview mirror, Cahill sees a dude approaching with a gun, and he just like donkey kicks him, yeah, and lays him out and takes his gun,
2: yeah. Again, no blood, you know, yeah, just no
1: bullets. Incapacitates him right. and disarms him, and then takes off. So. We see Botat and Lynn are running away. H.A. and Farley are just chasing behind them on foot. Yeah. The mob is behind them. And then we've got Doyle and Cahill and Poole in the truck behind them. Yes. But the truck, like, pulls around, pulls up to them. Ashford jumps in. But they have to, like, stop for Farley because he can't make it. And yeah. he just lands in a bunch of elephant poop. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and just for good measure, so does Poole.
1: Yeah, because he's standing up for some reason. And then he falls down. Yep. And then he falls down again.
2: <laughs> and it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Because it's from a distance. We don't have to get, like, the close-up, like, I've got poop on my face. Eh, it's not, like, fucking- George of the jungle. Georgia, yeah, Georgia the jungle. Yeah, in George of the Jungle. The mashed potato poop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not that, like, graphic.
1: It's right. just, like,
2: you can tell at like, this distance that that is poop and someone fell in it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
1: I suppose. Yeah. So, we're on the road again. Yeah. And the engine does not sound good, and Doyle points it out, but Cahill's like, literally, we do not have time to fix it, because even though that guy was dressed as a civilian, every NVA- officer has that same haircut and i know that he was nba so we are all have
2: the same hairdresser
1: yeah they're gonna be on our tail so we gotta make good time yeah but their engine just like dies on a bridge Yep,
2: and while they're looking at it Paul gets fed up and just tries to leave yep and cahill is like (laughs) almost like talking to a little kid yeah do you want me to call general richardson yeah and Paul's like you know what sure i don't care i don't care call him and tell him that I slept with his wife. I don't even care. Yep. And everybody stops what they're doing and turns around. And I think Doyle is like, uh, Captain, shoot first, ask questions later. Richardson, you slept with his wife? Yeah. And he says, I thought it was his daughter. Yeah. Like, that would be any better. <laughs> like,
1: oh, I'm sure that he would have liked that more. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Probably a little bit. Like, yeah. slightly more. Just a little bit.
2: But yeah, turns out that's the dirt that Cahill has on pool.
1: Yep. And now everybody knows. Yep. But Cahill's basically like, listen, you're going to die out there. You know, the safest way for you to get home is to come with us. So, and you know it. And he like, he's like, yeah. I was just thrown in temper tantrum. Yeah. Let him him stomp it out for a little bit. But While they're doing that, Doyle declares the truck dead. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, there's nothing we can do. And Cahill's like, well, we'll just wait for a little bit. I'm I'm sure something will come along. Yeah. Have a little faith. That's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. But Doyle says, yeah, well, my motto is explosives and plenty of them. And everybody's like, what What (laughs) does that mean? But he helpfully explains. (laughs) Let's just take all of the claymores and all the grenades and all the shit that we have loaded up on this truck. We get like a trip wire so that when someone comes along and opens the door, it'll blow the truck to kingdom come. And if we're super lucky, take out the bridge too.
2: Yeah, and Cahill's like, yeah, that's a cool idea and all, but a lot of people use this bridge, not just... The NVA, you know, people use this daily. Yeah. And was like, I don't care. We're at war and those guys are bad and we're good and we have to do everything that we can to stop them. Yep. He's like, these six dudes here and this elephant are my responsibility and that's all I care about. Yep. But Cahill's like, if they're not the first people to find the truck, you know, like what if a bunch of curious little school kids come through and open the door? Mm Mm-hmm. And... They get in this argument that is valid from both sides. Yeah, they both
1: actually really have good points.
2: Yeah, and this is the part where I was like, oh, you know, there is actually very good war commentary here that not a young child, but like, even a preteen could follow this. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. So Doyle is like, no, you're the one putting people in danger because... You need this good deed to feel good about yourself and you're not understanding that you are putting other people in danger yeah. in order to make yourself feel better so that you can go home with a clear conscience so that you can say, you know, maybe I did some bad stuff, but I also did this one good thing and, you know, I can be at peace while I'm at home in Fort Lauderdale.
1: Right. You know. Yeah. He's like, this is your good thing. Okay. And we're here helping you do it. But that means that you have to worry about our safety before anybody else's. Yes. Um, but they get in a shoving match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again and low level of violence yeah and farley comes to try and break it up he's he's so cute because he's like sirs because they're both <laughs> captains and so yeah. he just he's like Exc- excuse me sirs come on now <laughs> so they shove into him and he goes like tumbling over the side of the bridge And fortunately, they catch him at the last second yeah. but while they're holding on to him and hoisting him back up they kind of look at each other and they're like okay you're right our squabble here has put physically has put somebody else in danger yeah we just have to do the best that we can yeah we're
2: both Right, and we're both wrong, and yes. we
1: just have to figure this out together.
2: Yep. So,
1: H.A. says, <laughs> at the risk of reopening old wounds, basically, yeah. he's like, I know that we just made peace, but, like, truly, what are we gonna do? And yeah, Tano's what are we like, actually doing? No, I'm just telling you, we just gotta wait just a little bit. Something will come along. And once you know it, there's a boat in the water. Yep.
2: And they're on the and then it just cuts to them being on the boat. Right. And
1: we're glossing <laughs> just let's not worry about how we got on this boat. No. Not important.
2: That part's not important.
1: It's fine. Nope. And the captain is a Frenchman named Goddard. And he is as
2: good at singing as
1: I am. Oh, he's so good.
2: <laughs> so loud.
1: You know, the volume makes up for the talent.
2: This part I don't know how much of the story is true, but this part feels true. Yeah. Of like just a Frenchman in Vietnam. Who is playing both sides yep. and just driving his little boat up and down the river? Yeah, the just, Marie
0: Antoinette <laughs> just being very like realistic. La, la, la Do you need for help? Some
1: reason. Do you need help? I'll help you. Yeah, because it's cute. Because Doyle is like kind of good-naturedly giving Cahill shit. He's like, "Have faith. Wait for something." You knew this boat was coming. Yeah, and Cahill's like, yep. Yeah, because he says, "When I was in what is it, Hawbon? Yeah, he's like, "I met this guy and he's great and he was always telling us." information about where the Viet Cong soldiers were and he holds up a framed picture of lbj and god yeah. like i love america and then cale flips it around and it also has the vietnamese leader on the back yeah. and he's like he also told the Viet Cong our information yeah. too and he's just like i love everybody <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny
2: that's why it feels realistic yeah but yeah while they're riding along on the boat lynn starts teaching farley how to talk to botat which is cute mm-hmm And they kind of figure out their timeline while they're all standing there talking, and they're like, I think we can still get there on time. Yep. But suddenly, there's an explosion. Oh, no! Yeah. Some Viet Cong, surprise, are following them and Mm -hmm. shooting at them. Yeah. (laughs) Doyle
1: tells Goddard to zigzag. Right.
2: (laughs) The boat's going so slow. Yeah, and it's like... It doesn't really look like much of a zigzag. It's a big, like,
1: wheel, you know? It's a big helm. It's not like... speedboat where it's like yeah serpentine he's just like okay like he's trying but i mean i guess it sort of you know if they're pointed in one direction and he's moved even just a little bit it's gonna help them out a little bit but Ha is like look i worked in artillery i we only have like a couple shots before they they'll figure it out yeah they'll they'll get it so um,
2: zigzagging makes botat sick i know and she froze up it's gross (laughs) yeah it's gross but it's also said but also they're like picking up water and like trying to rinse the deck off and ha is like when my kids asked me what the worst thing i saw in war was <laughs> this takes
1: the kick <laughs> i'm gonna tell him it wasn't this yeah but so Poole gets on his phone he talks to gilman for he's like i don't even know anybody who could put your head in a bag <laughs> come on man just help me out <laughs> and so they get on the phone to artillery he's mm. like just patch me directly in and they hand the phone to ha yeah which ha happens to be friends with the guy on the other side and he's right. like oh shit it's me how you doing dude and they're yeah. like that was not the time <laughs> nope, not now he's like right, right right right. all right i need an airstrike and he gives him the coordinates <laughs> and it works yeah and again minimal damage and bloodshed and yeah, violence because all the
2: Viet- dudes
1: see Vietcong it coming guys get off the boat yeah. yeah they just jump the boat explodes but they're all fine yeah So now it's raining, and I have accidentally written here in my notes, everyone's hanging out under the umbrella, when what I meant was elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But they're using Botat as an umbrella, and it's very cute, because they're all sitting underneath her, except for Cahill and Doyle, who have their, like, ponchos on. Right. Because it is, is coming down.
2: Yeah. And Poole and Lynn are making friends, which is sweet. They're talking, they're sitting there... And pool lets Lynn wear his gold watch. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. But Cahill was looking around and he had found an overgrown temple where they can spend the night. What is this, a dark crystal? Out of the rain. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> I'm sure Jim Henson designed this right. set because it's beautiful.
1: It really is pretty.
2: It does look like the beginning of a Tomb Raider level, you're right. Mm-hmm. And in the temple walls and everything, there are carvings of elephants. Yeah. And Cahill explains that it's a Tam Gao? Tam Gao, I Tam think. Tam Gao temple where the elephant is God. Mm hmm. But, but Lin says, no, the elephant is the father of God. Yeah. And tells the legend of a white elephant who came down to earth and mm-hmm. went to into a woman's side and made her pregnant and then she gave birth to the Buddha.
1: Yeah, so he's like elephants are father of god which is yeah, even cooler i
2: know and the way he tells it and like the music and it's like dark and rainy and yeah all and it's the got like the
1: reliefs yeah on the side yeah. explaining the legend too yeah very it's cool. really cool yeah and the, i think botat like lets yeah. out like a huge like trumpet yeah she's just like fuck yeah elephants yeah and <laughs> they
2: zoom out and show these other giant elephant statues and it's like yeah elephants rule yeah
1: <laughs> so they're all hanging out there Doyle and Cahill are still trying to figure out the best path for them to go. They're mm-hmm. like, we're trying to get to the Pleco airbase. Right. So we should go. The fastest way is to go through this village, but we don't know if it's safe for us to do that. We yeah, don't know if they're a Vietcong there or not. Taken
2: over or anything.
1: And Cahill suggested they just send Lin in first to like kind of scope it out, but Doyle's like, we don't know if we can trust him.
2: Yeah. Lin overhears this. Yeah. And runs off. Yeah. And Doyle notices that he was overheard and starts to go chase after him but cahill's like no let me go talk to him
1: yeah and he does and he says listen it doesn't matter to me who killed your family which i think is kind of a rude thing to say (laughs) because it's like why would it but he says i bet it doesn't really matter to you either because you know one way or the other your family's dead So who cares in the end who did it? But Lin explains, he knows that the Viet Cong killed his mom and his sister, but he actually doesn't know who killed his dad. Mm. And he talks about the scene that we see at the beginning where they're like walking home from work and then there was an explosion and lots of shooting and Botat got shot and
2: everybody fell. Yeah. Like Botat falls down. He
1: and his dad get like kind of flung to safety and then his dad gets up to come get him but gets shot. So then Botat just comes over and picks up Lynn and runs away with him, even though she gets shot in the leg a bunch. Yeah. And she saved his life. And he shows Cahill her leg where she has, like, all of these bullet wound scars.
2: Yeah. And then Cahill asks him if he got hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, no, I didn't get hurt. And and Cahill says, well, then why were you laying there? Yeah. And says because i was scared yeah i was too scared to help my dad and my dad died because i was too scared
1: yeah and it's my fault yeah and it's so sad because he's like he's not very old right now he's like maybe 12 like 10 or 12 and in the flashback well it was six years earlier so he's He's like yeah like four or six years old and he's like i couldn't help him i was too scared and he died because of that but cahill's like dude i would be scared in that situation are you kidding me like you were just a little kid it definitely wasn't your fault It's the fault of people who have never even been here, who have never even seen this place.
2: Again, war is bad. Oh, it sure is. Which I am glad is the overarching message in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it took me a while to understand that, like when I was a kid growing up learning history. Yeah. It took me a while to understand that, oh, the people fighting the wars don't want to be there. Right. They're just being commanded by people who are sitting comfortably up on their mountain of money. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, I'm glad that that was placed in there.
1: Yeah, it's nice. You know, there's not a lot of, like, America is the greatest yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It's just kind of, like, these five guys are doing the best that they can to right a wrong. Yeah. In an unfortunate and dangerous setting. Right. But it's not just, like, look at America, aren't we the best? It's mm-hmm. literally just, like, well, Captain Cahill rules.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> He's yeah. a nice
1: guy. Yeah. So, I like it. It's it's nice. Yeah. Um. But Cahill promises Lin that he's going to take him back to the mountains where he belongs. Right. You know, because that's where he was. That's where he grew up. He's like, I'm going to make sure you get back there. Mm
2: -hmm. So early the next morning, Lin wakes up before everybody else and takes off running. Mm -hmm. And he tells Botat to stay behind. He has run down to the village to ask if the trail is safe. Mm -hmm. And the guy that he's talking to tells him that it's okay. There are no Viet Cong. Yeah. But then, of course there are. Right. Because Quang is right behind him. There he
1: is. So then Doyle and Cahill are looking at Lynn through their binoculars and they can see him being taken into a building by Kwong and a couple other guys. And Cahill's like, all right, I'm going to go down there and save him. Tells Doyle to take Botet down the trail towards Placo. He's like, we'll meet up with you. You know, you got to get of there. We'll go that way.
2: You go this way.
1: Yeah. And And, (laughs) Parley's like, me? Right. They're like, you've been learning the commands. And he's like, no. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Okay, I'll go. And then... AJ offers to go with Cahill because he's like, it's my fault that Lynn left Yeah. and got captured. You know, I was supposed to be, I was on watch, but I, it's really cute too, because he says, I, I just stepped away to take a whiz, but I didn't want to desecrate the temple. Yeah. So I was like, oh, just all of them are just so adorable. I know. Um, he's like, it's my fault. But then, so he starts taking a couple steps in that direction and then he sees a big blackbird and he's like, suddenly my legs don't work. <laughs> and Poole's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go instead. And everybody's surprised. And he's like, kid's got my watch. Yeah.
2: so down in the village Kuang is asking Lin where his American friends are Mm -hmm. and Lin says I have none yeah and his little face is
1: bleeding I know we
2: don't see him get hit but he has like a little cut above his eyebrow yeah which you know implies that they have hit him, which makes me sad.
1: Right, but you know the scene is also meant to build tension. Mm-hmm. Is he saying he doesn't have any American friends because he's trying to protect them or because he doesn't trust them? Right. Who knows? Except for we know. Look at his little face. He's I so know. cute. So then outside we see Cahill and Poole, you know, stalking, mm-hmm. being all sneaky towards the building, and then Doyle and H A get Farley up on the elephant, uh-huh. and he's like, "Okay, D." which is go. And they start walking with her, but then she's going in the wrong direction and they're like, get her to go this way. And he's like, I only know go and stop. <laughs>
2: I don't know how to turn.
1: <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll make her stop. But he's already forgotten stop. And yeah. so she just takes off running towards the village that Lynn went to.
2: Yeah, which I think she was going to go whether, you know, Farley remembered the words or not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so some Viet Cong dudes see Botek coming because she's hard to miss. Uh-huh. And they pull their guns out. but. Yep. Cahill and Poole, from behind, knock them out. Again, no guns, just whack them. Yep. And Botat runs right up to the door of the building. Yeah. <laughs> pets little in on his face. I know. Because he's laying on the floor all tied up.
1: Yeah, and he's just like, Botat, you yeah. did it. And I think he says, he's like, Farley, you're an elephant driver. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> no. I was just along for the ride here. Yes. But So Cahill and Poole go in and untie him. And then when everybody else gets there, Cahill explains, you know, he got beat up pretty good. They roughed him up pretty good. Yeah. But Lynn holds up his two hands and says, They hit me this many. I know. Because he's just a little kid. But he says, No, I told them that you were in Haoban, and they believed me. Yeah, so they left. They left. Yeah. So, do you trust me now? And Doyle's like, Yeah, I absolutely do. And he gets down there, gets on his knees, and squeezes him. And yeah. he's hugging him, and it's so cute. But Lynn says, You guys do this hug a lot. I know.
2: It's cute. <laughs>
1: it is cute.
2: So they're on the road again, again. <laughs> yep. Here they go again. They're walking to the Pleiku Air Base.
1: Yeah. Just, it's impossible not to look badass when you just stroll up with an elephant. I know. <laughs> you know, like, they're just doing, like, a but cool guy no. walk, no. and one of them is an <laughs> elephant. Yeah. But once they get there, they go talk to Peterson, and they find out that their mission's been canceled.
2: Yeah, they say, he tells them that the trail has been moved, and they have intel that it's going to stay moved, but Cahill is like, listen, we're so close, we just have to finish the mission. Yeah. And their captain tells them there's nowhere to land the airplane near the village because that airbase got blown up three days ago. Yep. So just go ahead and send the elephant and the boy back to wherever you got them from and move on with your assignments. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And so we see Cahill walking off angrily Mm -hmm. and Doyle asks him where he's going and Cahill says I can't tell you because if I tell you you'll try to stop me and if you don't try to stop me you'll be court-martialed so it's really just better if you just don't ask
2: so Doyle explains to the others that the mission's been canceled and he's pretty sure Cahill's gonna do something dumb about it and he Mm -hmm. says what are you gonna do steal a truck and Cahill's like yeah sure if I have to yeah and Doyle says I mean if we're gonna steal a truck we might as well steal a plane yeah just because we can't land the plane near it doesn't mean we can't get there
1: Mm mm-hmm and he says, "Pool, we're going to need a lot of parachutes. And Cahill's like, what do you mean, we? But Doyle's like, listen, we've come this far. Okay? I am a changed man. Yeah. we're going to get this elephant to this village. He's like, A.J., you still in? And A.J.'s like, yeah. And yeah. he's like, Farley, everybody's still in. Pool, yeah, we're still in. We're in this. We're getting this elephant and this boy to this village. Yeah, and they should smooch. They really should. They're just, they're smiling at each other, and they're so close. I'm like, just a widow smooch. Just a little smooch. Just a, smooch. Smooch. a, a like- platonic Come on, bro. What's a smooch between bros? (laughs) They do not smooch, but instead they go (laughs) steal some parachutes. They see him, like, kicking in a door, stealing a bunch of stuff. We see Kwong is back in the village talking to the old man Mm -hmm. who told Lin that it was safe. Yeah, And he tells them that the group is not in Halbon, but that they went to the Pleiku airbase. Right.
2: And then we get a little montage of the group building a thing together, which is going to be a crate yeah to stay in and she's helping yeah she's holding the big pieces for them yeah it's cute which is really sweet
1: they go wake up a dude Mm -hmm. in the barracks and show him one of pool's like fake top secret letters yep and so they sneak onto a plane they get botat into the little pen that they've built and load her up onto the plane Mm -hmm. and then pool's feeling bad he's like this is insane you know this isn't a tractor it's a live elephant we can't just drop her out of the sky and everybody's like oh do you care now and he's like yeah
2: yeah, I feel bad for her. You know what? I do.
1: <laughs> but then we see Poole up in the cockpit explaining to the pilot and co-pilot that their mission is so top secret that they can't even get clearance from the radio tower. He's like, literally nobody can know about this. We just got to fly out of here quietly. Yeah, we got to go now. And they're like,
2: okay. Someone runs and tells Peterson that they stole, that a plane has been stolen, that they stole a plane. Mm-hmm. And he's like... We'll get on the radio and tell them to get back here because there's Viet Cong anti-aircraft all over the direction that they're going.
1: Yeah, it's not safe. Like, it's not just me being like, don't do it because I'm an asshole. That's yeah. only part of it. It's, you know, genuinely not safe. Which we also, we cut to, like, see a bunch of Vietnamese soldiers on the radios explaining that a plane is heading their way. Yep. So Doyle and Cale are explaining, they're back in the cargo of this plane, explaining to the others what the plan is. Poole, Farley, and Ashford are going to jump 1st and then they'll drop Botet, and once she lands, Doyle and Cahill will jump. Yeah. And Lynn is like, what about me? Do I get a parachute? Mm-hmm. But Cahill's like, no, you have to stay here on the plane, and you will fly back with them to the airbase, and then we'll get you home from there, or we'll right. get you to the mountains Yeah, it will be
2: there. a couple more days, but you'll yeah. get there. This yeah.
1: is just too dangerous right now. But I'm just like, he can just stand in the crate with Botet like, underneath her. You know, like, he weighs, like, 50 more pounds. Tie her to him. Yeah, hold on to one of her legs or something. Yeah. His weight is not gonna... That's
2: a terrible idea. Yes. But... This whole thing is a terrible idea. What happens (laughs) next is so unrealistic. Yeah. That they may as well have just thrown the kid in there, too. I'm saying. Yeah. But Lynn gets mad, and he's like, you promised that you would take me to the mountains. Why are you lying to me? Yeah. And Cale's like, you're right that i did lie to you i said but i said i was gonna get you home and i am yeah i will stay on the plane with you so you don't think i left you behind we'll land together and we'll
1: come back to the village together
2: yeah but then they start getting shot at
1: oh yep so it's that old man from the beginning the one dude in the valley
2: well there are the there were some helicopters yep the Viet Cong helicopters that come after them that's true that's true and they tell the pilots to drop under the radar mm-hmm. and the pilot's like this is not a fighter jet this is a cargo plane right and they're like we'll do it anyway i don't care no. and then the pilot says we're too low for you to jump yeah and they're like that's okay like once we get close enough you can pull back up
1: yep so they get shot a couple of times and one of the bullets goes through the line Layout attached to bo yeah, yeah, it's like the ripcord. It's what's gonna mm. pull her parachute when she drops out of the back of the but plane. and shoots else right through it
2: sees that happen, right? Yeah.
1: So they're like, "All right, well, looks like we all gotta jump because this plane's gonna go down." Yeah, because they've <laughs> so... been
2: hit. And then Doyle remembers the guy in the in the valley that has the gun, like the old man from the beginning that yeah. he shoots at anything.
1: Yeah. So he tells him,
2: you know, like pull it up real quick. Yeah, and they do. And then they're all getting ready to jump. Mm hmm. And pull at the last minute, they open the cargo hold and pulls like, uh, actually, I
1: just remembered that I have to do something back here. Yep, change my mind. Nope, not <laughs> going. And Farley and AJ just grab him and toss him out of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> but. And then they drop Botat off the plane. Uh huh. But, but her but
2: cord snaps as she's falling.
1: I know, and Doyle sees this and he just runs and dives after her yeah. and does like a free fall. So then Cahill just scoops up Lynn and also jumps. But he's, like, struggling to hold on to him for a second. Yeah, he tells he him hold out on out tight, but, yeah, he's, like, slipping and sliding.
2: Yeah, but he gets him up into a safe place. Yeah.
1: After a minute. So Doyle gets down to Botat and mm-hmm. grabs onto the cord that was supposed to pull and open her parachute and, like, ties, wraps it around his hand. And then he almost drops it, but he gets it again, and then he yanks his own parachute, so it pulls her parachute really hard and opens it up Yep, and then she's just floating gently and i'm Mm -hmm. like she's gonna throw up all over somebody yeah
2: truly because when i went skydiving it made me really nauseous yeah and if she couldn't handle the boat yeah it would make an elephant nauseous yeah 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 i knew that she was gonna be fine Mm -hmm. but it really was really tense for a second even though this whole scene is honestly unbelievable and just like silly and yeah the cgi is a little bit bad and yeah Things fall too fast for any of this to have worked. Right. I was still, <laughs> still made me nervous. I was still yeah. done well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so then we see some Viet Cong soldiers who see all the parachutes, including the one holding Botat, and they're yeah, a little bit like, What is happening? <laughs> but so the guy with the gun is like, All right, I've got her in my sights. Like, you know, what do you want me to do? He's talking yeah, to Quang. Ready he's to like fire. Yeah. But Kwong's just like, damn, just let him go. Like, yeah. I'm tired of this. And he says, I did not join this army to shoot elephants, especially ones that fly.
2: Yeah, so he's kind of like a bit of a believer, too. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder how much, because I don't know. I have a history degree, but you know what? That was a long time ago. And <laughs> you can't learn everything in four years. No. But I do kind of wonder how much their religion overlapped before they split oh, yeah. into North and South Vietnam. You know? Because I wonder if... They have some of that, like, reverence for elephants, Mm -hmm. too.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's already feeling bad because he shot one of them, you know? And he's probably just like, I have other shit I could be doing. This is so much work.
2: Beat up a kid.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm just sick (laughs) of this. I would like to fight adults, you know? Like, probably don't want to fight anybody, but at the very least, anyway, who knows? But they land quite softly and it's very nice everybody lands yeah gracefully and softly except for aj who crashes into a tree and he's just hanging there with like his pants all hiked up and he's like somebody bring me a ladder
2: i need a ladder <laughs> which reminds me of the episode of full house when jesse and becky are about to get married and he's like i have to go skydiving before the wedding because it's my last chance because i'm getting married which was like goofy yeah but he's like dressed in his tux <laughs> He jumps out of a plane and gets stuck in a tree and he's like I'm gonna miss the wedding oh, god <laughs> it's what a terrible stupid. idea yeah anyway the village sees everyone landing and runs to greet them everyone's mm-hmm. excited everyone's happy um <laughs> Cahill and Lynn land and Lynn turns to Cahill and says, then like, hug. Hug good. Yeah. <laughs> because I hugged the whole way down. Right. You know, and it made me cry a little bit. It's so cute. Because it's so genuine. My eyes were full of tears. Yeah. It's silly. And then Botet lands <laughs> gently. And, and everyone's excited. But then there's some
1: shooting. Yep. We see Ashford just unclip himself and just, like, <laughs> fall out of the tree. <laughs> yes. But, so, some Vietnamese soldiers have showing up and yelling at all the american soldiers telling them to drop their weapons which they do
2: yeah and i think it's the same guy from the beginning yeah.
1: yeah pretty sure yeah i think so, it must too. be because i don't who else would care that an elephant is there you know what i mean right. like he seems to have a real like problem with it mm-hmm. but i think anybody else would just He's be like the
2: one who doesn't want an american promise to be fulfilled. exactly
1: but yeah. so he says you know it's a shame because you brought this elephant so far like i'm honestly impressed but she's gonna have to die now Yep. and then we see ha heading up the hill sneakily and he sees what's happening and then he sees a blackbird and he ha- hangs on for one second but he's like you better get the hell out of here i got stuff to do
2: yeah which is cute yeah it's like a yes. little moment of growth that we get to see if him yeah. not being
1: superstitious
2: yeah because truly really, he could have just run away he could have been like There's a dangerous situation ahead, and I'm going home soon, and I'm not getting involved. But he charged in headlong. Yes. Yeah, he runs up on the scene and shoots his gun in the air, which takes everyone by surprise enough Mm -hmm. that Cahill and Doyle and everyone can start kicking butt.
1: Yeah. They disarm them,
2: they beat them up, they knock them down. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And, yeah. That's it. Botat picks up Nguyen. (laughs) He's kind of wiggling him around. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Which is great. Okay.
1: And then we see the fire ceremony going off without a hitch.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I, I just want to say again for the 12th time. I'm yeah. so glad we didn't have to see anyone get shot. Yeah. Because they all have guns pointed yep. at each other mm-hmm. and no one gets shot. They just punch each other. Yeah. And there's no blood. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a war movie for kids. It is. It really is.
1: <laughs> yeah. The whole village is happy. Duan, the village elder guy <laughs> that we saw earlier is super happy. The NBA guys are all tied up. Yep. And then we see Doyle on the phone. Yes. He finds out, he's actually, I think Cahill tells him. Yeah, Cahill's on the He's phone. like, Well, one, you're a hero. You captured this guy, and he was like pretty important and yeah, pretty we were high gonna up.
2: Yeah, going to be in trouble, but you capturing him
1: yeah. is going to save your ass. And it turns out the Ho Chi Minh Trail has come back this way, so we do need this village after all, so yep. you have to stay here. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. just like, Okay, great. <laughs> and then Cahill goes to talk to Lynn, and Lynn is super sad that he's leaving. Yeah. And Lynn's like, So you hate it here? in vietnam and cahill's like actually i love it more here than i have ever loved anywhere this is the best coolest place i've ever been
2: yeah it's the most beautiful place i've ever been
1: and lynn says oh so you don't like me and cahill's like don't be ridiculous you know he's just like listen i just the in the same way that i had to bring you here to the mountains where you belong i have to go back where i belong but you know
2: and then Lin, i love you lynn hugs him and says yeah you forget lynn yeah and cahill gets all choked up and he says when i forget how to breathe
1: <laughs> and then I, I, I I did because it's so sweet i know i love that danny glover is always just like adopting stray children too like that's, that's the his, second movie that that's he's his character
2: life. trope yeah
1: <laughs> but so everybody is saying goodbye to doyle because doyle has to stay in the village aj gives him his lucky rabbit's foot yeah. um <laughs> pool is like bye Bo-tot. and botan just goes in his face <laughs>
2: they're all like saying Which, bye like... To, Ke- to doyle and botan's just standing there like waving her trunk at everyone <laughs> yeah. just like eh, 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 like in the middle of their conversations and no yeah. one acknowledges it and it's, it's just so very funny, funny.
1: <laughs> but she just like toots right in doyle's or in pool's face and yeah. it made me laugh uh doyle and cahill salute each other yes and um then some kids run up to Lynn, and they're like, do you want to come play with us? And he's like, well... And he looks at Doyle, and he's like, will you watch Botat? And he's like, yes, of course. And she, he's like, okay, great. And then he goes off and runs to play with them. Yes. I know!
2: Like, had yes, please.
1: And then... <laughs> Like, Doyle's standing there, like, watching everybody leave, and Botat's, like, (laughs) behind him, and he jumps so high that I'm, like, I think that maybe this was not scripted. No, because his giggle, too, is very just, like... He's, like, oh, shit, I
2: forgot there was an (laughs) elephant behind me. That's very genuine, yes. It's so funny. And then the song from Dumbo plays. Mm -hmm. Will I be dancing about
1: everything when I see an elephant fly. I love hate that song yeah because it's catchy and it's fun but i'm like oh, the characters i know the, the characters time period that are singing it also
2: it made me think that only disney could have made this movie because the word dumbo is in it
1: yeah that makes sense and i
2: bet they have yeah this is their song to the word dumbo yeah probably yeah you're probably right yeah
1: i seen a diamond ring what is yeah i seen a needle wink his eye <laughs> it's just really clever i seen a rubber band or i heard a rubber band mm-hmm I've seen a music stand. It's just... I love it. But yep. I'm also like... I've seen a housefly. I've seen a... Yeah. A housefly. That's a lot of good ones. Anyway. The anyway. End. The end. They did it. They got the elephant to the village. Yeah. And the little boy. And everybody lived. Everybody lived. Yep. There's not really any time where you're like man these people are in danger like i never feel like anybody's gonna die yeah
2: it's not the stakes are not too high no it's nice it's
1: a little stressful especially like you were saying when they drop botat out of the or out of the plane yeah but other than that stressful like tense moments
2: yeah but it doesn't feel like some of the other kids movies that we've watched were like the stakes are too high in this movie yeah yeah
1: they also never pretend that anyone's dead
2: yeah which is nice yeah
1: I get tired of that after a while.
2: Yeah, there's no moment where it's like, oh, that's fun.
1: Yeah. Well, replay,
2: rewind. Oh, an absolute replay. Yeah. I would watch again. Yeah,
1: I definitely Honestly, went into this thinking it was not going to be good. Yeah. Did it make you cry?
2: Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it got me. I mean, kids being brave is the thing that always gets yeah. me anyway. And this whole movie is about a kid being brave. Yeah. he lost his parents, but he's... I mean, he's super attached to, if no matter what this animal was, mm-hmm. I would have felt strongly about it. Yes. You know, like, a sad, poor, brave little kid attached to any animal yeah. is gonna get me.
1: I know. But also,
2: the relationship that he develops with, like, the adults mm-hmm. is just pulls in the little heartstrings i know
1: it's really cute and it's really believable you know because you go into it like where he's just trying to be this tough kid where he's like yeah i don't trust you and you can't trust me that's right like don't yeah. even try but you can see that he doesn't want to do that he's just a little boy and yeah, he wants somebody to take care of him
2: just a little, little bitty
1: boy. doesn't want to be an orphan you know but he's just like this this stupid war that i have nothing to do with killed my whole family yeah you know and so like i just of course I'm angry and bitter and scared and it's been going on for half of his life for fuck's sake, you know, yeah. so it's just like it's really rough and sad but, the you know, he comes to trust these people and
2: and they, it's cute, they grow to like him, mm-hmm. and Tat. like, there's a lot of growth in the movie there's, yeah. you know, a lot of relationship development, there is no romance shoehorned in no. there like,
1: aren't even any women <laughs> I know, thank god <laughs> Except for Botat, I guess,
2: and that old lady that laughs at Doyle at the <laughs> <Yeah>. beginning. <laughs> hell yeah, yeah, and you know, minimal violence, mm-hmm. heartwarming ending. Yeah, yep. hell yeah, sign me up again.
1: I agree. Not too slapsticky, but not like Mighty Joe Young, where it was like a serious movie, and then they tried way too late to put in a joke, and you were like, yeah. it's you've. you missed the boat yeah (laughs) you missed the joke boat
2: like genuinely silly parts yeah when she's chasing after the cart of bananas yeah (laughs) she's just like a hungry elephant
1: Yep. (laughs) yeah there were definitely parts that made me laugh out loud which was really nice yeah um and cry and it was cute and elephants
2: and you know not for small kids but definitely like preteens yep yeah i don't think it's too intense 10 to
1: 15 year olds Mm -hmm.
2: i agree and also me it's for me well you're 10 to 15 that's true. At heart.
1: So it came out July 28th, 1995. Nice. Wikipedia says that the budget has a citation needed next to it. So mm. not sure if this is accurate or not. Yeah. It says the budget was $24 million and the box office was $24,670,346. Oof. So squeaked by. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, here's your $20 check for working on this movie. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. Uh, and it has a 31 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a bummer. That's Because I think it's deserving. Yeah, of better than that. I mean, what does Mighty J Young have? Fifty six. Not to keep harking back to that, but like watching these back and... to back is just like, yeah, big, this is how you do an animal movie for children big that still has some serious moments in it. Yeah, as even opposed the rescuers to
2: Rescuers that we just
1: did, was yeah. like
2: the stakes were too high, it was too yep. serious, it was too dark.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is out of the three of them, which I would not have guessed. This yeah. is the one that is the most for children. Yeah, that we did weirdly. Which, yeah. And the um, Disney movies that we did. That's true. Disney just loves giant animals, I guess. That's true. Me too. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars. Okay. But he also got the dude's name wrong, so he do not know what he's talking about. He like gets to the point where he's talking about Kwong, and he keeps calling him Nguyen, oh. and even cites the actor who played Nguyen. So it's like, were you paying attention to the dude? Ugh. I mean, he gets the gist right, but he's yeah. like, then we meet a Viet Cong soldier named Nguyen. I'm like, no. No. Jerk. <laughs> anyway, yeah. he said... He said that he likes it, and it's cute, but that the story is so sentimentalized, so sanitized into a family comedy that I do doubt the reality was anything like this. And he cites where Kwong says, you know, I didn't join the army to shoot elephants. And he's like, I don't think he said that. And it's like, yeah, man, it's based on a true story. Yeah. It's not like a documentary. Right. And then he wraps it up saying, so as a family movie, Operation Dumbo Drop is sort of entertaining. As history, it's shameless.
2: Okay, but as I have said throughout this whole episode, it is a good place to start Mm -hmm. with learning about the Vietnam War. You know, like, we don't have to watch Saving Private Ryan when we're seven years old. Right. But you could watch something like this. Yeah. And there are still good lessons in it. And we still get the, you know, the gist of it. I agree.
1: yeah it's the bare bones the overall lesson of like war is bad for everybody
2: yeah it hurts everyone yeah so whatever
1: yeah uh janet maslin said that the film was at its most pleasantly innocuous when it doesn't strain itself with that kind of moralizing and instead concentrates on the logistical nightmare of elephant moving beyond that it doesn't have much plot but the idea of tossing an elephant out of an airplane certainly makes for adequate suspense I think it has plenty of plot. There's
2: a whole-ass plot. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. There's all kinds of hardships, obstacles along the way of getting this elephant.
2: There's a very clear plot. Yeah. There's a very clear exposition, rising action, climax, and... Falling action. Falling. Closing action.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gene Siskel said that he gave the film a thumbs down and called it preposterous, and I'm not buying it all the way through. He also ridiculed the outdoor market scene as the world's most dangerous profession in the movies, selling fruit on a city street, I which mean, is funny. I fair,
2: but <laughs> there are a lot of outdoor markets in the world. Yeah. It isn't, you know, unrealistic to think that crazy things would happen near one because yeah. the likelihood of being near one is very high. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everybody's just like, I mean, some people liked it, but those were the reviews that stood out the most to in me. The,
2: those, those are the people we usually read reviews from. Exactly. So, yeah.
1: Uh, Other than that, I think it's there is very little information about this movie. It is based on true events recounted from a man named Jim Morris, who was in the U.S. Army in Vietnam. Yeah. And apparently they did this a couple times where they would, in order to make better the relations between Vietnamese villages they would bring them elephants oh yeah like even if they didn't necessarily need them you mm. know just as like a, a symbol of yeah good yeah. faith and like here we brought you this elephant like you could trust us whatever yeah and i guess there's not much ab- about it on wikipedia about the original story like when it says like jim morris it doesn't even have a link to his name mm. so i couldn't really you know read up too much about it but apparently they dropped a few elephants huh d- out of planes <laughs> so, right.
2: so the most like, unbelievable part is true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. I'll have to look more into it and see if I can find anything about it. But um, this particular story, according to Danny Glover, was like a super notable expedition of trying to get this elephant to this village. But it gets glossed over because a Vietnamese leader was killed that same day, like a high ranking guy. And so that had a lot of news. And also Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Oh, fuck. On this day. Because yeah. it was about a specific story on what, I think April 6th? yeah 1968 or april 4th right around there so they were like other things were going on and yeah. <laughs> so nobody was really paying attention to the story but
2: that's fair i've listened so to a lot true. of maybe not a lot listen to a few true crime stories that the events happened on september 11th and so yeah never got talked about that's so weird yeah so i mean that makes sense that that yeah has happened in history before yeah there's other shit going on it's true yeah
1: so Obviously, there is a real elephant in this movie. Her name is Ty. Mm. But there are also eight fake elephants, two of them animatronic, that were operated from far away. Yeah. And then six static fiberglass elephants, which were the ones that they dropped out of the plane. And the first three shots that they did of dropping the elephants out of the plane, the parachutes didn't open and they got smashed. Oh. (laughs) So they finally got it right. So they really did... Parachute an elephant it's not just cgi yep they just dropped an elephant out of the plane <sighs> but a big fake fiberglass one. right
2: but still but that seems like the time for cgi <laughs> i know but 1995 i guess
1: yeah and i guess you know if they were like well I don't know, it looks good we yeah. just gotta do it right <laughs> Phew. according to rick lazarini who made the elephants and works for the character shop mm-hmm. he actually started the character shop which oh. has done tons and tons of like special effects work his imdb list is crazy he's got sandlot he did the big monster dog oh effects. yeah he's worked on hocus pocus he worked on hook he made like a miniature little tinkerbell oh. lady um he worked on aliens he worked on ghostbusters one and two and then ghostbusters 2016 nice he's worked on a couple of nightmare on elm street movies i mean just a ton of shit that he's done yeah. the special effects for yeah He said that the fake elephants that they made were so realistic that it fooled the real elephants on set. (laughs) Being like, ooh, (laughs) friends. Which is adorable. That's cute. It makes me really happy.
2: I I do wonder what the um, animal cruelty rating on it was. Oh, yeah. Because this was. When did we. Or when did. uh, When did we release Homeward Bound? (laughs) When did Homeward Bound come out? It was like around this time, right? Oh, yeah. Because the laws around using animals in movies really tightened up around that time. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully. That's... I mean, not... Nothing really happens to her. No, but the other elephants are... You know, they're used to move stuff around, which isn't necessarily harmful. Yeah. But we don't know how they were trained or how they were kept. Yeah, that's true. You know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. The training, hopefully they're... They were all trained. Yeah. The scenes where she... I mean, like, everything in this movie where they were using a real elephant was just like her being trained like they didn't you know sedate her they just were like yeah. hey lay down on the floor and she's yeah. like okay. okay so yeah
2: hopefully she's
1: and taken she care of
2: has a sense of humor yeah because at the end <laughs> she got <dull>. a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> him.
1: very funny
2: yeah it was cute yeah it was really good i was surprised mm-hmm. i really expected to not like this i agree which you can tell from the first couple pages of notes. I think we were both like, this is not for kids, and this is a war movie.
1: Yeah, I was kind of uh, apprehensive mm-hmm. about, like... I think I was judging it maybe a little bit harsher than I would have well, going in, but this whole month has just been kind of like, woof, Yeah. And the premise of this one, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, the Vietnam War. Great setting for a children's movie. <laughs> yeah, and there
2: are, like, only adult men on the
1: cover, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, it doesn't really sell as a kid's movie. It's
1: true. Although it is some of my favorite adult men. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I love Danny Glover. And then yeah. Dennis Leary is hilarious. So funny. And then Ray is just handsome. That ending scene where he's like watching everybody leave and it's like the golden hour. I was yeah. just like, look how handsome he looks. You're looking so good.
2: The whole time I was just like, can someone cut this man's hair? <laughs> no, he's in the military? army
1: where's he gonna get a cut? quick cut when they get to the airbase it's yeah. just like hey while well, we're here
2: well, before we're, we steal this plane
1: man, you see this it's a mess <laughs> can you clean it up truly all right well. all right let's get the fuck out of here yeah till next week um thanks for listening if you want to talk to us you can on instagram at replay rewind podcast or tweet at us at replay rewind pod or email us at replay at gmail at gmail.com there's a Tumblr, but it's pretty neglected. You can check that out, too, if that's <laughs> if your... you want to look at it. Yeah, if that's your uh, preferred method of communication.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, you can listen to the rest of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, wherever you get fun podcasts like ours. Mm-hmm. If you have the ability to, like, subscribe, or review, please do that. That helps us get some visibility. Also, tell your friends about us, because we're very funny, and people like us. And you know what everybody says? Uh, We're comforting. Yeah. Is what we have been told. And also we have great
1: chemistry. It's true. We're like a funny blanket. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I've made that joke before. We're a blanket with jokes on it. I've definitely (laughs) said that in this game. I'm just remembering. It's fine. That was my nickname in high school. Funny blanket. Funny blanket. (laughs) (laughs) If you want more goofy shit, you can check it out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash replay rewind podcasts. We. Nope. Just one. Singular. Replay we went <laughs> podcast. You'll figure it out. Yeah, we put out it. an episode every Tuesday. There's like some remixes where we like kind of mess up the movies that we've done before. We, sometimes we rewrite them entirely. Every month we do an episode just like this one but about a movie that is definitely not for children and never intended to be. Yeah, the next movie we're doing is
2: Anaconda.
1: Oh yeah. Not for kids. Not for kids. But not as a child learned, in sight.
2: Meatwedge did watch it. As a small win, sure. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll shout out your name on the show. We'll mail you a sticker so that you can just continue to support us because you love us so much. Yeah, it'll be great. Go check it out. What uh, what do we got on the menu for next week? Well, Bucket snake.
2: This is really gonna help you out. uh Huh? The Muppets twist
1: on a classic tale. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so informative. Except well, the they Muppets. really only did two. <laughs> yeah, and we already did one of them. So Oh. use your noodle. <laughs> In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags.
2: And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind, and reload. (laughs) Just kidding,
1: don't shoot anyone. Please, don't shoot (laughs) anyone.